Nine more confirmed cases were added to the COVID clusters associated with Taipei's three major wholesale markets. The case total for the markets now stands at 229, of which 110 are from Huannan Market. Central Epidemic Command Center Chief Chen Shizhong says as many as 11,339 people associated with the three markets have undergone testing. Let's listen to what he had to say. The results of our contact tracing have been better than expected. There aren't that many confirmed cases. This is a good sign, despite a few confirmed cases. We are slowly but surely cutting the chains of infection. The most important thing to do right now is contact trace and quarantine the 40-some cases that showed up in the past few days. And if we can do that, then we will be heading in the right direction. As for the nation's count, Sunday's announcement of 37 confirmed cases and two COVID-related deaths marked a new low in both the daily count and death toll. 79.3 percent of confirmed cases have also come out of quarantine. Mobile technology is booming in the pandemic, and contact-free payment is thriving as never before. Even older generations, until recently slow to embrace mobile payment, are turning to their phones more and more. Paying with mobile technology reduces physical contact and could slow the spread of COVID. Experts say mobile payments will be here to stay after the pandemic is over. This couple came to shop in the supermarket with masks on as well as plastic visors. Contact is kept to a minimum. This lady brought gloves. She heads for the register with a full shopping cart and pays on her phone with a contactless scan. Even this gentleman, over 70, has turned away from cash and is using mobile technology. <laughs> the latest wave of COVID has driven up mobile payment usage in Taiwan. Data from MasterCard suggests 75% of the population is using mobile payment more because of the pandemic. The number of frequent users has grown 30%, and 3 in 10 over 60s use some form of mobile payment every day. The use rate of PXPay has grown 2% since the pandemic began, while Careforce mobile payment system has grown 10%. LinePay says its daily count of new subscribers has grown 60%. Scanning your contactless card is just like registering your name when you enter a building. So it's as if the government has trained us. So now older people feel that whipping out their phone is simple and probably convenient. I'm sure they will continue this way in the future. The pandemic has changed everyone's consumer habits, including older generations. This personal finance expert says the contactless trend is here to stay. Grandma and Grandpa will be paying with their phones long after COVID is behind us. The scorching summer heat and level 3 COVID restrictions have made air conditioning a must-have. This has led to a surge in demand for AC repair. According to one seasoned repairman, business is the best he's seen in 35 years. 
He says requests for repair are coming at twice as fast as they did last year and that he gets up to 10 jobs a day. He has some tips for the homeowner who wants the AC to last a long time. Number one, clean out the vents every so often, so keep the unit running in tip-top shape. Also, it's not a good idea to keep adjusting the temperature or turn the AC on and off repeatedly because that could cause the unit to break down. The U.S. and Japan are in the midst of an 18-day live fire military drill. Though no names are mentioned, many people imagine the fictional opponent to be China, whose warplanes have been making incursions into Taiwan's airspace for the better part of a year. In a recent article, Forbes magazine says if the Cold War between Taiwan and China were ever to turn hot, Okinawa would be endangered, causing Japan to come to Taiwan's defense. Rocket launchers firing off live rockets are just part of the annual Orient Shield exercises involving Japanese and U.S. forces. Drills got underway on June 24th and will last for 18 days. This year marks the largest in scale in the 36 years the two nations trained together. The fictional enemy in this case points to China, which recently celebrated the centenary of its Communist Party. By strengthening the deterrence and response capabilities of the Japan-U.S. alliance, we will add to the security of our country and the peace and stability of the Indo-Pacific region. In an article published over the weekend, Forbes magazine says it's getting more likely the Japanese would fight for Taiwan. It quotes Japan's defense minister as saying Japan and Taiwan are family, and that Okinawa and Taiwan are like nose and eyes really close. The magazine further observes that if Japan joined in a war over Taiwan, it could transform the Miyako Strait into one of the most dangerous waterways in the world. This exercise symbolizes that partnership, the friendship between the armies of the United States and Japan is ironclad. The military partnership between the U.S. and Japan has been strengthening year after year, and that's no accident. Analysts say the stronger bond is due to the PLA's frequent incursions into Taiwanese airspace and territorial waters over the past year. If the PLA's air and naval powers were to cut off Taiwan, this would also be a strong blow to Japan's maritime lifeline. So this is why recent reports coming out of Japan, whether official or coming from parliamentarians or academics, all place emphasis on this southwestern region of Japan. As tensions across the strait tighten, the U.S. and Japan have been working together to preserve the balance of power in the region. Today is Independence Day in the U.S. and at the AIT, outgoing director Brent Christensen and his former deputy Raymond Green shared celebratory thoughts over a bowl of mango shaved ice. The fruit has been a symbol of Taiwan-U.S. friendship ever since Irwin mangoes first made their way from Florida to Taiwan back in the 1960s. Before taking on official duties in Japan, the former AIT deputy director had some encouraging words for the people of Taiwan. Mango is the subject at hand as outgoing AIT director Brent Christensen along with his former deputy, Raymond Green, celebrate American Independence Day over a bowl of mango-shaved ice. It just so happens that mango has been the official fruit of U.S.-Taiwan friendship ever since Irwin mangoes were first brought to Taiwan from Florida in the 1960s. Not only has the AIT been an active supporter of healthy fruit, but also healthy people as a blood drive sponsor. 
AIT personnel recently contributed 108 pints of blood. Holding up a happy donor sign, former AIT director Green proudly shows his passionate support of Taiwan before leaving to formally take on his new role as charge d'affaires at the U.S. Embassy in Japan on July 17th, Green had some warm words for Taiwan. The people of Taiwan should be filled with confidence and pride for their accomplishments. When I think of Taiwan, I'm reminded of how we often fail to cherish our blessings and how in the midst of living, we forget just how wonderful life is. Green offered a sincere reminder to the people of Taiwan to stay true and not let external events threaten their solidarity. Taiwan faces many external threats of a direct and serious nature. Although international support for Taiwan continues to grow, being on the front lines means Taiwan must come face to face with adversity. Each member of society should come together and not let external forces break them apart. Green has a special connection with Taiwan since his wife, Yao Wenke, hails from Taipei. This has in part made his leave in Taiwan his most difficult official departure in more than 25 years of foreign service. He says he'll miss the warm people and wonderful food. I have to come to Taiwan to really understand it because I've never met anyone who's come to Taiwan and not left loving the place. And I really like Taiwan street food, um, especially, I've always liked guabao. Um, I thought that was a very unique dish, but now I realize it's actually an internationally renowned dish. With these fond memories and his extensive experience as an AIT officer, Green is well equipped to contribute to strengthening the trilateral Taiwan-U.S.-Japan relationship in his new diplomatic post. Taiwan produces some of the best fruit in the world, but when supply exceeds demand, farmers can't sell their harvest at a profitable price or sell it at all. One man saw a valuable business opportunity in this predicament. Lin Jiechi buys pineapples from farmers at a fixed price that's always higher than the market rate. Then he turns that fresh fruit into a premium filling used for desserts like Taiwan's famous pineapple cake. Over the years, this business model has supported the livelihoods of local farmers. It's also created a national brand with more than a 50% market share. Tonight in our Sunday special report, we look inside Taiwan's food processing industry, one of the most valuable lifelines for the modern-day farmer. April is the start of the fruiting season for pineapples in Nanto. These plump, fresh pineapples are the reward of a year's hard labor. However, whenever supply exceeds market demand, the price of a kilogram of fruit can drop as low as 5 NT. This means that each pineapple sold ends up costing the farmer money. This product is seasonal. When quantity is high, when there is an imbalance in supply and demand, the price will be low. This is a real blow to farmers who have worked so hard all year. Simply put, I don't know how much the pineapples I grow today can be sold for at harvest. But for farmers who work with Lin Jiechi and Taiwan Pine Cooperative, there's no need to worry about unwanted pineapples. They sell to a fixed buyer who processes the fruit. Lin buys pineapples at a set price, and he buys them year-round. He's built a rapport with farmers over the years, and more and more farmers are joining the cooperative through word of mouth. 
fresh fruit is brought directly to the food processing factory when they are fully ripe. First, the tops and bottoms of the pineapples are cut off, with those showing rot immediately discarded. The healthy fruits are placed on the conveyor belt before they're peeled and cut into pieces and then frozen. Not a bit goes to waste. It takes 12 kilograms of pineapple to make just one kilogram of fruit filling. The fruit is mixed with refined sugar and maltose and then heated to 110 degrees Celsius for two and a half hours while being continuously stirred. Fresh pineapple is transformed into a thick filling, the fiber of the fruit still visible. Over his nine years experience processing pineapples, Lin has made product quality his top priority. Today, more than half the pineapple fruit filling used in Taiwan comes from Lin's factory. Although the business is running smooth these days, Lin had a bumpy start. In the early days, both farmers and consumers had this impression of processed foods, this impression that they are second-tier products. To them, processed fruit was leftover fruit that consumers didn't want. They thought that the ingredients weren't necessarily what was identified on the packaging. Perhaps the product didn't contain any of the listed ingredients and was just made to have the same texture and taste. Food safety scandals made it worse, fanning fear in the hearts of consumers. The year after the plasticizer scandal, roughly around that time, people became more exacting with their food standards. Consumers approached it with the angle of, I don't want to be tricked, just be honest about what your product is. In the face of a skeptical public, the food industry struggled to overturn the negative image of processed fruit. So before, you'd have handmade food products. With handmade food products, how do you ensure that they meet hygiene and safety standards? Right now, our quality control system focuses only on inspecting the final product. We have to strengthen quality control along the entire production process. Thirty-one-year-old Huang Guanwen originally worked as a social worker in a nursing home. Three years ago, he switched careers and began growing guavas. He farms sustainably with a premium on food safety. Even this grass here, the cultivation of this grass requires breeding the natural predators of harmful insects that would destroy it. Huang spent more than a year on grass alone, cultivating healthy turf one blade at a time to produce sweet and crispy guavas. But in the end, his harvest was jeopardized by insects. Basically, the fruit looked unappealing, so that lowered the price, because everyone likes beautiful things. I really wasn't happy to accept that. I found myself asking, if my guavas are delicious and they're healthy, why do I need to sell them for less? So I thought to myself, what if I process them so that their appearance has less impact, thereby allowing me to sell them for more? Like most farmers, Huang was unfamiliar with food processing and didn't know where to begin. After getting more information from the government, he got in touch with the Farmers and Consumers Service Center, later visiting the center in person with his guavas to learn how to process them. At the station, farmers are taught each step of the procedure, from preparing their fruit to sales to the production process itself. After six months, Huang was fully armed with the know-how he needed. With the help of the government, 
he found a factory to turn his fruit into dried guava. He says that once he's got enough sales, he'll buy the equipment to start making it himself to bring the food safety risk to its minimum. One important point is that farmers have to do proper quality control at the source. Even more important is for farmers to understand the entire production process, to do tests to ensure that the SOPs and implementation are all up to the standard. Finally, they have to make sure their product complies with the law. Another farmer who turned to food processing is Nantou pineapple farmer Huang Yuyi. After learning about Lin's cooperative from a friend, Huang Yuyi decided to join in. I knew someone who was working with a food processing factory, and I was working with that person, so we set up a contract. When farmers first join us, they have doubts. They wonder why I'm willing to pay the prices I'm paying, given that the market rate is so low. They say, you business people are unscrupulous. These past several years, I have been saying to them, I will prove myself to you over time. Over these several years, farmers have come to trust Lin and his way of doing business. Lin takes the fruit any time of year and always pays 17 NT per kilogram, 2 NT more than what wholesalers pay on average. After sowing their seeds, farmers give Lin an update, telling him how much they're planting. If they produce more than expected, Lin will work with other farmers in the co-op to adjust production schedules. Once their fruit is nearly ready to harvest, the farmers send photos of their orchard to Lin. Pineapple that's still a little green and underripe is best. Although yellow pineapples are sweet and juicy, they aren't as suitable for processing. Picking fruit at that precise degree of ripeness is the first step to capturing the natural flavor. Overripe fruit will not taste as fresh when it goes through processing. If the fruit is not very good, then during processing, I will need to add this or that. Timing is also essential during processing to achieve that perfect texture. You have to put in the right ingredients at the right time. For example, the sugar has to be added at intervals. You also can't add any artificial preservatives. If you pay attention, you'll notice that products with preservatives produce a slight tingling sensation on the tongue. Flavoring additives smell good from a distance, but in the mouth they don't produce a pleasant taste. Real fruit produces only a mild aroma, but when you consume it, the flavor fills your palate with every bite, and its layers slowly present themselves. Delivering this natural fruit flavor to the customer requires careful timing and attention. As soon as the pineapple filling is removed from the pot, it must be bagged up while at a temperature of 90 degrees Celsius. This prevents bacteria from growing in the filling and keeps the sweetness of the pineapple trapped inside. The way the product is packaged will affect the way its properties change. Packaging materials now are all composite. They have several layers, each with their own special properties. If these layers are made well, there is no need to add preservatives. Real fruit products packaged like this will taste better over time. Fruit filling made with fresh fruit will have a richer color the longer it is stored. The changing color is also proof that the product is preservative-free. Over the years, Lin's filling has gained traction in the market, winning the business of countless high-profile dessert makers. Dessert maker Zhang Shuqing found Lin while searching for a locally made fresh fruit filling for her pastries.
She visited Lin and Nanto and asked him to custom make a pineapple filling for her. Our pineapple filling is two or three times the going rate, but our repeat customer rate is very high, more than 50%. Shake and beverage shops have a reputation for using low-quality materials. But with consumers growing more and more health-conscious, shops have begun selling drinks made with fresh fruit. This drink, which uses real pineapple and honey, has only been on the market for a month, but has already become a bestseller. Each shop sells up to 10,000 cups per day. Processed foods are easy to store and conveniently portable. They can also throw a crucial lifeline to farmers fighting volatile wholesale prices. Turning now to the weather. The Central Weather Bureau is currently tracking a tropical depression east of the Philippines that's headed toward the South China Sea. It says it may develop into a tropical storm as early as daybreak tomorrow. If that happens, it may become the sixth typhoon of the year. The tropical depression is expected to pass south of Taiwan on Monday. As it enters the Bashi Channel, it will usher in moisture, raising the chances of precipitation in Hualien, Taidong, Hanchun, and Pingdong.